Welcome to Living Newspaper Clippings, a series of conversations recorded remotely online between some of the writers and artists who are creating Living Newspaper at the Royal Court Theatre. Over six editions, Living Newspaper brings together more than 200 freelance artists to make new work about what matters to them now. Alongside these conversations, you can watch clips of the work they discuss and find out about future editions on the Royal Court Theatre website. The following content may contain strong language. Hi, I'm Lisa Hammond and I was acting in edition two of Living Newspaper. And I'm Tom Wells and I wrote um, one of the little plays, The Dating Column, for edition two of the Living Newspaper. And the piece was called Ghosting, wasn't it? It was. And Lisa was in it. Hey! <laughs> Beautifully. So. Oh, well, so cool. The um, setup was a bit strange, wasn't it? Because I was at home and everyone else was at the court. I mean, socially distancing there. You were at home, though, too, weren't you? Yeah, I think all the writers were. But I guess we were at home for slightly different reasons. Yeah. Because... You were at home because you were shielding. Mm. So whatever happened, we we knew you were going to be at home. Mm. Whereas um, we didn't realise everyone was going to be at home when I was no. writing it. But um, and obviously your piece, you wrote the piece based on that that you knew that I was going to be at home, and Hamid, the other actor who I was acting alongside, was going to be at the court. And it yeah. was going to be for a live audience, so that I was going to be on the screen and he was going to be live in the space. So you knew that, didn't you, before you started to write? Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was sort of the brief, uh, mm. as in uh, they said that as a setup that that was presented, and um, Jane, the literary manager, knew that I'd seen you in the show that you did, could still no idea, and sort of like really wanted to work with you so that seemed like a really natural fit and I guess mm. I'd been thinking a little bit about um dating uh, and so a, a little while ago I found out that I've got MS and so I guess that that made me think a little bit about dating and disability and I guess that working with an actor who was shielding that was the brief wasn't it for you to write someone um for someone at home yeah for Mm. for one person at home and one person who was at the car I guess um so it feels like that so there was always going to be a screen. There was always you were always going to be there on screen. But what we hadn't got um, our heads around quite was that it was going to be two screens. I guess. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And what was your it like? Because you were writing in the dating section, weren't you, of the living newspaper? Like, so I guess you had to kind of really think about that. Side. Yeah, I, I think that um, what I wanted to do was um so there's a really famous guardian dating column specifically between uh, two women who um just really hit hit it off and then they end up going to a house party that they've crashed 
one of them loses her knickers. I um, don't know about and this. Then they, oh, it's brilliant. Have a Google. It's well worth it. And then they sort of, um, get, I think they get kicked out because they didn't know the hosts, um, but uh, but without the knickers. So I sort of like really wanted to create something that t- two people together that would have that energy, but unfortunately I'm me. So um, it, it, <laughs> I guess that stood in the way a little bit, but I, I, I guess that also um, thinking about what shielding has been like yeah. has meant that, or it made made that specific situation impossible and like what mm. would be the equivalent of that I guess because I, f- I feel like if those two characters had met in real life they would have hit it off crushed yeah. a house party and, and lost their knickers yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> as I was saying that I, I was getting to the end and you, thinking you were oh, like how's this gonna end yeah um but I suppose that's how it would end so. I would say so I definitely yeah. would say about their their sort of vibe on the date, even like online, I would say if they were in a bar, the night would get quite messy. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, so I get. I guess I was thinking about that and um, thinking about, I, it felt like there was a really straightforward metaphor between the idea of ghosting as mm. in just suddenly disappearing from yeah. someone's life and the way that we as a society have sort of ghosted people who are shielding I, yeah. I feel like that is that that is a, a terrible thing that has happened that that especially over the summer um you could understand that the only reason that a lot of people were ha- experiencing freedoms was that other people were not experiencing them Absolutely. had taken themselves out of that world for mm. their their own safety and no nobody in the government seemed to be mm. noticing that or was choosing not to notice that well I, th- I feel like they got a bit everyone got a bit it, sort of bored with recognizing that people were not able to go out and like at the beginning in lockdown one it felt like somehow it was like, oh, we're all in it together. You know, like the sort of society felt like, oh, you know, definitely, you know, we'll look after you. We'll, we'll get your prescriptions, whatever, you know, it's very, very sort of um, medical model, I guess. But, you know, at least you felt a bit more supported. But as it went on into the summer, you were like, okay, I'm now invisible. Yeah, <laughs> like, which... you know, which is not great feeling. And, and, <laughs> If you think about dating within that scenario, you can kind of think, well, how how would that happen? You know, if I can just about get my shopping, how am I going to be flirting online? So that was, I thought that was really interesting what you wrote. It was really like nuanced and lovely and had some real sort of vulnerability about it as well, but also funny as well. So Oh, cheers. Thank f- you for like letting me be a, a part of it. Well, I feel like it was a bit of a team effort because the first yeah. draft was not that funny, but then we worked on it together yeah, and but that's, it was better. That's so. kind of... Does it change? That's what one question I was going to ask you. Does it change for you as a writer when you're thinking about someone that's already in mind that's acting in the piece? Or is that... Do you see what I mean? Like, does that change how you write it? 
I think, well, just in a really um, literal way, like Jane said that you were working with the Living Theatre Company and would I like to write something for you? And so from mm. the very start, it was it was there, as in it was always going to be a piece for you. So that was really exciting because I wanted to work with you. Mm-hmm. And also it was meant that I didn't write an, an awkward homosexual man from Hull, um, <laughs> which tends to be what I've done. Is otherwise. that your go-to, Tom? Yeah, I think so. I don't know why. It does. Sort of happens. Um, you just but, fall into it. Yeah, it just... Well, you do uh, it very well. Thanks. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> You'd hope, wouldn't you? Um, I've had plenty of practice. But, um, yeah, it is, so they said... So with this play, it feels like that was the very, that was like the seed of it. And also the mm-hmm. seed of just thinking about um, that brilliant dating column, which yeah. I, I, I just think is sort of magic. I, can't, I sort of can't wait for you to read it. Oh, I'm um, going to feedback as soon as I've seen it. I'm going to tell um, you. Yeah. And, and also thinking about, how I, I suppose, like dating as a person who's disabled, because it's just, mm. I, I just think it is, like, it, in an ideal world, it's just one conversation, and mm. then it's sort of, but it, but we don't live in an ideal world, I just no. think the government have proved. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so that was the, the start of it, and, and so you were always at the start of it, I guess, mm. like, it was always built around the actor for this, mm. this one. But um, and the column, mm. yeah. Um. It was really nice to work alongside you and Lucy Morrison as well, because me and Lucy have known each other for years. I think you have known her for years as well. Yeah, yeah. Really and it, it was the first time that she's directed me, so it was like really? a double. Yeah, it was really cool. Really cool. Oh, she's just magic, isn't she? Yeah, she's great. She's, it's really insightful and can bring out a really emotional truthfulness to definitely and she's you know like you you feel able to be quite sort of brutally honest yeah yeah it feels like um the there's like something a bit searching about it and Mm. a bit restless about it and then you hit on the thing and then Mm. it's like that's... It was it was really weird for me, I have to say, because all before it went, because just to explain it, it was going to be like a couple of rounds, wasn't it? So it was going to be before performed. Um, so the the actor Hamid, he was going to be in the space, and I was always going to be on the screen, and there was going to be a live audience, wasn't there? Yeah. And we were going to do it like three times, four times, rolling on over like four days. And then just as that started to go up and running, the lockdown tightened, didn't it? So everything sort of had to come online. So it then, instead of it being in front of a live audience, it was then filmed. But we did the dress of it in front of the people that were in the court. So we did have a kind of live audience. And that was so strange for me because I'm sitting in my living room (laughs) On my own, like I've got no one else around and like I'm getting a beginner's, like a 15 minute call, like on the computer or a beginner's call. And I'm like going, I'm getting nervous. I can't, 
I can't breathe. I've got like water. Because usually when you're doing a show or something, you've got others to hang on to, haven't you? And like the building and the atmosphere. But I was like on my own. I was like, oh. And it feels like that is the thing that we're all sort of a bit, oh, I guess I am really missing about theatre. It's just being in a gang. It feels like that is such a such a simple thing but yeah. I suspect it's the reason why we all love it and Definitely. so um not having other people to bounce off and um sort of uh prop you up sometimes and stuff yeah and and the really audience tricky. connection I think like that night when we did that once we started to go get get going it was like obviously because Hamid was in the space and I was on the screen I couldn't see, I could hear the audience, but I couldn't see the audience. So he was, he had a relationship with the audience that I didn't have. And I was like trying to sort of adopt a relationship (laughs) via him with the audience. And it really made me miss kind of that playful relationship, which is totally my taste anyway, you know, with, with an audience. So yeah, it is a shame. And it was a very unique experience. I'll give you that. I hope it, I hope so, because uh, I feel like it, you did really well, but it would be so nice to be in front of an audience again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, it was a great, it was a great experiment. And like, I think it, I think we all did really well to kind of figure that out as well, you know, how it would work, the team at the, at the court and, you know, us with all the technology, we're all trying to make it work, aren't we, with, with everything. Just so I'm proud best. of us. Yeah, well done us, you know. <laughs> but uh, well done everyone. I, f- I feel like um, if you had said sort of this time last year that the court would be doing a living newspaper and working yeah. with all those creative people and freelancers, it, I, I sort of wouldn't have known what no that way. would look like. And they've just done it. And, and also all the like the the legwork that went into that, and all the I mean. When Lucy originally contacted me and talked to me because we were talking about design stuff and access and, you know, how uh, did I have any thoughts about to make the experience more creatively accessible and stuff. And I was like, you're going to pull this off in how long? <laughs> I mean, I, was like, my I think they were up. quite tired. <laughs> yeah, know? I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> but um, you designed the lift, didn't you? So well, you... no, that was from Stokes. Still no idea when I did the show at the court and um, I had, because the Royal Court's got the slowest lift, crip lift, down to the bar in the world. Well, actually, I found an even more slow lift, but in theatre, definitely. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's get playful with this, you know. Let's make sure we put a bar because that by the time you've gone down to have your drink in that half, you know, if there's an interval at the end, <laughs> the bell's being <laughs> rung and then you have to go back oh, no. up. So I was like, yeah. I definitely was part of the team of designers who were all super cool and really, really keen to hear my ideas, which, yes, yeah, some of them made it in. So that was brilliant. That's amazing. Sort of a, a, a bit of ownership over a space that just could have just been a lift. It's sort yeah. of wonderful. Isn't it? And it's good for kind of people that don't have to do those access routes to be able to do those roots and kind of see it from a different direction you know find out how slow that lift really yeah was. yeah exactly I said to Lucy when we were doing the show I was like get in that lift 
and make sure all the team at the Royal Court have that journey, please, because you've got to know how long it is, how painfully long it is. It's just like, I will, I will. Maybe in future, it will also be a bar and then exactly. a major impact. I'm still massively committed to making that lift faster or at least more creative <laughs> in the long term, not just into pieces that are on there. I mean, we've all got goals at the end of the pandemic. <laughs> that feels like pretty, yeah, pretty I straightforward one. I haven't learned a language and I haven't <laughs> taken up painting. I'm just going to focus on the Royal Court lift. Brilliant. Which um, is really, really, sounds really, really disabled and pedestrian. But these things are important. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's it's going to make a big difference. So it's quality just, of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I just think um, it's sort of fine to have not learned a big language, or um, it's, mm. but it's nice oh, to have yeah. made a positive difference in the world. So, have you made sourdough, Tom? <laughs> no. What I want to ask. <laughs> um, every other person I know is obsessed with sourdough over lockdown. I just don't even really like eating it. So, exactly. <laughs> feels like a bit punishing to. Spend 47 days growing it, <laughs> carefully cook it, and then and not en- to eat it. Not yeah. enjoy it at the end. Yeah, I've just stuck to Hovis. Yeah. So, um, Warburton's. I, and I'm not sad about no, it. No. I've slightly overdone lentils, but um, <laughs> haven't we all at one point or another? Yeah, definitely. Um, what's, what's been your uh, lockdown treats? <laughs> Um, alcohol, okay. a lot of that. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> Just to get through the day, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of people, there'll be quite a lot of um, counsellors, um, <laughs> uh, alcoholic counsellors on the other end of these lockdowns, I think. Yeah, it feels um, like um, when those statistics happen, yeah, it's definitely. like, oh, another, another drink. Um, yeah, cooking I'm really, I really enjoyed. Um, and continue to enjoy. I love cooking, but yeah, I haven't done massive amounts of learning at all. What about you? Apart from lentils? No, there is no apart from lentils. That's <laughs> it's it. just lentils. Yeah, just it. a lot of lentils. The odd chickpea, you know. Brilliant. Um, but that's it, really. Oh, it's lovely to talk to you, Tom. It's so nice to talk to you too. <laughs> I hope we get to work together t- soon in the real world as That'd well as online. That would be so lovely, wouldn't it? Just yeah. Cl- on a, on cl- a bigger... Closer than two metres, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And on a bigger, fully realised piece. That would be magic. Thanks for joining us for Raw Court Living Newspaper Clippings. To watch clips of the work by these writers and find out more about Living Newspaper, visit royalcourttheatre.com forward slash livingnewspaper or click on the links in the episode notes.